like you think about it's it's so easy to feel worldly when you've been out of the country at all yeah because of how many because of how many people just don't Mm -hmm. like you are you and i having been to like one or two countries other than the united states are now in the minority of american citizens who ever leave the country for anything yeah it's kind of a crazy thing to think about that's true I think it's like I think it's like less than 50 percent of like I may be making this up, but I feel like I've heard that like less than half of Americans even have a passport. Oh, wow. Like, That's, actually, I, I didn't I, know I can, that. I can verify this percentage. No, of, hey, everyone, welcome to the to the retro breakdown. We're talking about travel. I uh, I regretted that I had not started recording when I said it seems like I uh it seems like I'm some big world traveler because I talk about visiting Japan or living in Korea. But in reality, I've never been to Europe. And those are the only two countries that I've ever actually been to. <laughs> if you don't count landing in China at the airport for a for a transfer. I don't think that I mean, it counts, I suppose, on a technicality. I mean, like I have technically set foot on soil in China and had my. And had my passport stamped for like a 24. I don't know why Kit won't stop barking. She has, Kit is so mad. She started barking like the moment I hit record and hasn't stopped. She's, she's just popping off right now. And with no one else here to tell her to stop, she's just going to go until she gets bored of it, which she apparently has not yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah usually it's like a quick even even when when you know you're in the house alone you, it's typically just like a little bit and then it stops this is this is a record for kit yeah this is this is fun one <laughs> Some... third roughly one third 37 percent of american adults have a valid and unexpired united states passport oh wow yeah i never really thought about that uh so yeah it, like it's it's weird because having only been to like a couple of places, you feel and everyone treats you to to some extent like you're some like worldly globetrotter traveler <laughs> having been to like another continent once. <laughs> and it doesn't like when you realize how many places you haven't been, it's like, oh, God, I've barely I've barely experienced anything at all. Well, and then but even compared those to anyone else. Yeah like well and 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 it's kind of funny because you could go to japan 10 more times and still not see all the parts of it or or, uh korea oh yeah 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 i mean i lived in one i lived in one town that was basically like a suburb of seoul and rarely rarely left that region for anything Mm -hmm. like the second biggest city in in uh, korea is busan and it's down at like the the southern uh the southern tip of the peninsula never been there i have been to the third biggest city which is kind of like it's uh the third biggest city is daegu and that's sort of like landlocked in the middle of the country 
So I, I have in I've there heard that name. Some maybe it sounds like some another word. Could be. I don't know. It sounds familiar, but I that's impo- I've I've had never been to Korea, and I don't really know that much about Korea. So it seems unlikely. I mean, I, I there's not really much there that's notable, honestly. Like for it being the third biggest city in the country, it's frankly kind of a dump. Damn. I mean, I did like Damn. okay. All right. The world let me let me shade. be fair to Daegu. <laughs> I was there for work stuff. And by work stuff, I mean, I was teaching English and it's like it was for a school that had like branches in different in different towns all over the country. And uh, that's where the the, like the lead branch was. And we had to go and like do a big conference presentation about for like all the other new uh, foreign teachers. For some reason, that was our responsibility. Sure. Yeah. Of course. Just uh, it has it has to do with like the the person who the person who ran our branch was like the daughter of the of the person who ran the whole company. Oh wow. Okay. And so she put like a whole bunch of responsibility on her and the people who worked for her. So it was like yeah. In addition to having to teach, we had to go do our presentations and teach on the and teach the other the other uh, incoming new uh, foreign teachers twice a year on on the curriculum and everything which is funny because we had to do our first presentation on what's in the curriculum two weeks into our term when we did not know what was in the curriculum <laughs> you're, you're you're giving the presentation like oh wow cool i didn't know that was part of this <laughs> yeah it was oh neat <laughs> boy that first month was a nightmare but anyway um i went there for that purpose did not get to stay in the city for longer than like overnight. I th- the first time we went there, it was literally a day trip. Oh wow! We literally like left at like five in the morning, drove down, did the presentation, and drove back and got back at like midnight. And because they were literally too cheap to pay for one night of hotel. <laughs> what? Now, granted, Korea is a tiny country, so when I say halfway across the country, it was like a two-hour drive. But is it really that small? Oh yeah, it's like the size of Indiana. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh man, that's crazy. I I didn't know that. Yeah, you I, absolutely so can unaware. drive from coast to coast in a, in in a day. Oh yeah, I guess it is pretty small. That's nuts. Yeah, you don't think about how small like other like because. Yeah, you think about driving across the country here and it's like, oh, that's a multiple day event. You know, yeah, that's a yeah. that's an endeavor. But like driving across the country in Korea is literally just something you can do in like in a day trip if you wanted to. Wow. Sorry, I was looking at the map of, of Korea and then looking at it like compared to other things. And I was like, yeah, that's oh, weird. there's a there's a site that I always forget the name of it, but there's a. There's a, a site where you can, like, compare the scale of things next to each other. It's really cool. Oh, that actually sounds awesome. Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to try to look it up, but, like... Hey, you know, while, while you're doing that... Yes. Speaking of, of travel... Yes. And, ...and going to a new place... Yes. I, uh, I started playing Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, and my character had to travel by boat to the new island. Yeah, how was that? You just teleport there. Uh, the, the Dude... Sunbreak, if you like Rise, you're going to like Sunbreak. Actually, you'll love it, because I love Rise. So it's one-to-one. If you don't like Rise, you're not going to like Sunbreak. 
but it is a wonderful DLC. It's so much fun. Uh, I you you get to you get to do the whole gear treadmill thing, which I get a kick out of. You get to, sure, you get to kill sure. big monsters. I'm playing my hunting horn, where I I have a bunch of skills on my armor that I don't think as many people use. Where it's like what you eat affects your team, and I have like speed eating. So the beginning of any sort of difficult monster hunt, I'll just eat a whole bunch of crap and give buffs to my 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 party, which feels very exciting. I love I love being the support healer class in a game where it doesn't make where where it's like not natural for it to be there in a way yeah yeah um, yeah or or someone screws up and then i can just pop a a healing potion and, and i heal them while they're like in the air or like while they you know they're gonna get killed and it's like no i got you don't worry yes yeah. i'll, I'll yeah, snack yeah. on something real quick to, to save them and overall i don't know it's, it's been a great time i actually haven't played it as much as i would want because i've i'm still playing uh three hopes fire emblem three hopes Oh, Which, did that come out? Yeah, it came out on the 20, came out like two weeks ago. Um, wow. I just, like, I, we talked about it, and I, I thought it was just the demo that had come out, but I guess, like, the demo came out, and then... The, yeah, the demo was, know, like, out. Yeah, yeah, it was... A it few days out. before the game launched, which the demo, sense. I, it was like It was, like, a week or two before the, the game launched. I found it. It's called thetruesize.com. That's... I feel like a site for comparing lots of things. It's it's for, it's a it's for comparing the size of countries to other countries, and it gives you sort of a, a semi-transparent overlay of the country, and then you can just kind of drag it around the map. Oh, that's, that's, that's super fun, actually. Yeah, there's United States. Oh, I like when you bend it over. Oh man, they, this the map the map must think that the world's not flat because when you drag the country towards the top, it it stretches weird. Yeah, that's the whole that's the whole thing about it is like you see the you see the map being flat because oh this you is know. fake news. <laughs> <laughs> you see the map being flat all the time, and they have to sort of distort the size of these countries because the world is round, but you can't you know. It's hard to depict that without just putting it on a globe. Okay, okay, I, I broke it. <laughs> You've been dragged, in it for ten seconds. I dragged the United States all the way to the bottom, and let me just send you what happened. I'm going to send you a quick image here. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's normal. I don't think I don't think the United States is the entire planet. Well, the United States would beg to differ, but. Uh, yeah, they really, they really want. Anyway, <laughs> QA powers aside, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, it's it's it, when I realized how big Brazil was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that was when because Lachita and I were talking about that a couple of years ago, and I had never thought about the fact that Brazil's like you know the size of the United States. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very big. I think it's like the I think it's like the fifth largest country. So when I was a kid, we had a social studies textbook, and it. Like it had like maps and graphs and and stuff like that. Just a bunch of data about like what's the biggest country by area? What's the biggest countries by by population? What are the biggest, you know, where are the longest rivers? Where are the tallest mountains? Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Right. Um, I, I, it I was like from the 60s. So I think most of that information is no longer relevant. But the size of countries, aside from the fact that it thought the USSR still existed. Sure. Um, like I think like I that's basically not really changed too much. I don't think so. Like it, some countries have, you know, like there's not a 
yeah, we like Serbia and you know, and Bosnia and and Montenegro and like that stuff. Those are separate countries now instead of it all just being one Yugoslavia and yeah, you know, it, East and West Germany are no longer a thing. Well, okay. So I mean, like, yes, borders have changed, but in terms of like the five largest countries, aside from the aside from the Soviet Union breaking up, um, basically unchanged. So the TLDR here is: I think Brazil is the fifth largest country in the world. Wow. And that is something that I have just remembered since then because I that's just how my brain works. It's just. I like, mean, if, if it was a cool fact as a kid, then then it stuck with you. Yeah, it just. That's like what I remember from fifth grade social studies is those is those graphs and maps. I really it like goes maps. it goes Russia, Canada, um, yeah, Canada, China, Canada's United like States Canada. and then Brazil. Yeah, I believe I know those are the top that five. Like, I'm not 100 like percent sure about the order. Anyhow, um, so we were talking about Monster Hunter. Yeah, Monster Hunter and three houses, uh, the the. They're fun. They're a good time. You you already know if you like them or not. There's no there's no real point in trying to sell them because they are exactly what you expect. I would say that Final Emblem Three Hopes is a little it's it's there's a really heavy story. So if you enjoy mm. the story of Three Houses told in a different way, because it is a different, you know, it's like a different things are things happen in a different um Yeah, it, uh, it's the it's the um It's an AU. It's an alternate universe. They're it's the right Age now. of Calamity universe. Yeah. Yeah, because where, one of the where characters... it's like, hey, let's, you know, what if this happened, though? Yeah, and it's it's like one character that was good and the one game is bad in this one. But why is it bad? Oh, it's because someone else maybe is bad. Like, who knows? I won't talk yeah. about it too much because people might still want to actually play the game because it's still new. <laughs> um, but so if you enjoy the story, then that's a whole new aspect of a, of a Musou game that hasn't been there before. And if you don't care, you can skip it. So whatever. Yeah, true. Yeah, if the story's actually good, that's interesting because, like, I remember I like the universe. So I, don't know. I remember like I, um, getting to the end of Three Houses and being like, "Oh, I." It's not that I'm dissatisfied with the way that wrapped up or with the ending or anything. It's just kind of sad that there's no no. Three I, like, houses. I just finished Triangle Strategy, and Triangle Strategy has three main endings for your three main convictions, and then there's a middle one where everyone gets what they want. And it's the hardest one, and you have to do really specific things to activate it. But then when you get it, it's like, okay, you, we got we got our happily ever after for everybody. Yes, I, the three houses, like, that's what I was uh, alluding to last time is, or maybe two times ago, I don't know, where if you, the biggest problem with the three houses is that if you play it one time, you're really missing out on massive chunks of the story. Hell, mm -hmm. even if you play all three routes, but you don't do like some of the paralogs or you don't really pay close attention yeah. to some of the side stuff. There, there's a whole lot of story that's told that's not really told. Right, right, <laughs> right, it's, right. It's, it's a little bit like Dark Souls in a way where it's hidden in, you know, like it's not as bad as Dark Souls, but there's, yep. if, if you were to watch like a, if you've played all three routes of three houses and then mm -hmm. you were to watch a video that someone, you know, dissected all the information and put it in a timeline, you'd probably still be like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> There'd still be a moment of, oh, oh, that's cool. I didn't know that, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I, I I picked the, the Edelgard house, obviously, because she's my favorite. And they, they, they did. She's it's great so far. I, don't know. I, I like her. Yeah, I like her character a lot. Um, and it was fun because I'm, you know, I, I was talking about how I picked up the fire emblem heroes again while i was in brazil oh yeah 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 
and and she's also OP in that. <laughs> oh man, she's so strong. And they just released the they had a rerun banner with the fallen version of her, which which I've heard is just oppressive in every sense. And so I've been saving orbs for when that happens. And now I mm-hmm. have like seven hundred orbs to to drop and get a plus ten of her. Maybe I don't even know if that's possible with seven hundred because I'm sure it's not in your favor in any way. Yeah, no. Um. I mean, it's possible I, I, like it's for, RNG, but who knows if it's like real, like like on average, if it's possible. Yeah, I have gotten some characters to plus ten. Nice. Um, but I mean, that was over the course of years. Yeah, yeah. And it it was also it was over the course of years, and it's also like including when you get certain characters at like three and four stars, and you can upgrade yeah. them. Yeah. Yes. So. So yeah, I've gotten some I've gotten some fives up to plus ten, but like not any of the really limited time ones. Right. Only the ones from the main pool that you can pull at three and then, you know, upgrade with what feathers, I think. Yep, yep. Yeah. It's I haven't it's been a long time since I played, but like I have I've got no idea. like I've got like two different variants of Camilla up to nice. plus ten. Nice. And You're a Camilla stan. <laughs> I like I liked Camilla a lot. Her character design alone was like, I need to go play Fates. <laughs> and then yeah, once she... I actually saw her character in the game, I was like, oh, oh, like her little sprite. No, no, no. Like her, like the type of person she is. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, no, I, I get it. I get it. But like <laughs> digging into her story and seeing that she is, um. Seeing that she acts this way because of, like, mental and emotional abuse from her concubine mother (laughs) is like, oh, I I don't feel good about enjoying this. You're just going back to Fire Emblem Heroes where everyone is a waifu. (laughs) Yeah, like, it's just like, I can't, I I can't aesthetically appreciate this now because, like, the empathy has taken over. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's it's there there they did a banner of camilla i don't know which one it is but she uses a staff so it's one of the seven different versions of camilla that's in heroes and yeah that was, i got it with like the free rolls like oh cool neat i got a five star with a with a you know the the free roll you get when there's a new yeah banner. yeah yeah i think that's the queen one yeah she's talking about how she's a queen but you yeah, know, yeah she'll still do what you want or something <laughs> if yeah you, if you listen uh, to like the voice lines everyone's got voice lines and whatever they certainly do. And some of them are absolutely whatever. <laughs> some of them are really fun. Like if you I, actually go into the character page and you tap them and get yeah. their voice lines out, some of them are actually really fun. But like nine out of ten of them are like, OK. <laughs> I I just like that. There, I think is is it Dussel? I don't even remember which Fire Emblem game he's from, but he's voiced by um, Chris, Christopher Sabat, the guy that does. Oh, like, yeah. Vegeta and and yeah whatever I can, uh, all might not you know all the gruff characters yeah 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 and it's it's fun to hear his voice cam clark voices uh arthur the guy that's unlucky from fates oh yeah the guy whose art looks like he's from a different game yeah they just it, he actually looks like all might but yeah he kind of like, like the hard lines on the outside of him and stuff it's it's really weird sometimes yeah, I, I remember seeing him for the first time and it's like did you run out of money to pay the original artist <laughs> yeah, sometimes the art for the characters is just wrong like it feels super weird there's a couple people that have eyes that are way too big and it's 
really uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, it's funny. They actually credit the artists for mm-hmm. each character. So they, yeah, they are artists. different artists, but like you expect a sort of like a, a general like a through line or a consistent style. And sometimes they just don't. I think that I think it's all of the newer units feel like that they follow the mm. like whatever style they have that kind of is what they all sort of look like. Yeah. But yeah. then every now and again you see one that's just what what is this? It's like when you see the Dragon Ball photos of the you know, the third string art team doing it and you're like, dude, that is that is not even a person. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like I always love the <laughs> the Goku Beerus the, one. Yeah, the Beerus one where it's just like dot dot line on his face. <laughs> yeah, the Beerus yeah. <laughs> I like there's a pretty good one too that they've actually fixed because it was in the fight with him where Goku is Super Saiyan 3 where it was just so terrible. Uh in in one of the early episodes of of Super. Hey, you know, speaking of Super, there's the new movie coming out. I think it's maybe it's out in Japan, I don't know. But it's it's going to be in America next month. Oh yeah? Oh yeah. That's Is it is it going to be that. like a theatrical release or is it yeah, coming it's to in like the theater. Crunchyroll? And it's it's somehow something's going on where I guess Gohan and Piccolo are the main characters because I saw a headline that said two different headlines over the course of a week that said Gohan's newest transformation gets a name and Piccolo's newest transformation gets a name. I didn't click on either of them, so I'm guessing they transform and okay. they, they have their own they have their own power up so they can be Super Saiyan God equivalent. Because otherwise, cool. what's the point of even keeping them in this series? Yeah, honestly, like, <laughs> if, if you're not going to relegate them to, like, Yamcha tier. Right, right. Or or Krillin, you know, Krillin's his own tier of, of comic relief that somehow gets involved. Master Roshi yeah. somehow is, he's still considered strong and he still holds his own, even though that makes zero sense. Yeah, That's at fine. some point, like, these are all characters who were, like, main, main walls to overcome. Yeah. Like, th- this was, like, a threatening person. And now they're just there because they just have to be included in the story. <laughs> well, Piccolo's especially funny to me because they're always, he's like, oh, his greatest asset is his mind. He's such a great strategist. But all of his strategies are mostly, dude, Goku's gonna punch the shit out of this guy. Like, yeah. Goku's gonna punch him so hard. Or, oh my god, Vegeta's resolve. He, You can't get over his resolve. And then the next episode, his resolve failed him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, I mean, they, the resolve, the, the resolve for Vegeta is to keep losing, but acting like he doesn't. You know what? Vegeta is the, is, is a, at least he's a better father than Goku. All right. Yeah. We, we've, <laughs> we've discussed this like, and there's no, there, yeah, there's no, no yeah, comparison there. As a, as a kid, I always really liked Vegeta. I remember the, I, I was I don't know why I liked Vegeta so much, but I really did. And when they aired the episode of him dying to spoilers, uh, Frieza, and <laughs> I remember, honest to God, like crying so hard. And I, and it's like comical to think about now, but I was yeah. so sad that they killed Vegeta. And I, I think that's probably like. This is the experience that 80s kids talk about when they talk about seeing Optimus Prime die in the Transformers movie. Also spoilers, <laughs> I guess. But I mean, that movie's like 35 years old. Yeah, but I think we just have to say spoilers. <laughs> we should probably say spoilers before we say the no, spoiler. We just, we just say it. <laughs> it's fine because it's just a joke. <laughs> I mean, yeah, generally. If you're actually getting spoiled, you probably didn't care. 
at this point. For, I don't for... feel bad about spoiling stuff for the 80s or 90s because if you'd <laughs> no. seen it, if you wanted to see it, you'd have seen it. I mean, hell, some of these things are iconic enough where they where they're like it's like it's like Ares, excuse me, Aerith, uh, uh, dying, right? Like mm-hmm. that's that's if if that's a it's impossible for that to even be a spoiler anymore because it's just part of every single history of video games, anything. Hey, speaking uh, of which, uh, new uh, new Final Fantasy uh, trilogy part. Yeah, did we talk about this at all? I don't think so. Yeah, that, so that was announced like two weeks ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. My my buddy messaged me, and he said something like, "Man, they're really milking the Final Fantasy VII thing." And uh, it's like, it's "Well, yeah, of course." Literally it's... discussed. They didn't finish the story. Well, but th- like the whole thing, like they're doing the mobile game, which we'll talk about in a minute. But I, oh I, yeah, I, yeah, and the Crisis Core and, and Crisis Core. Yeah, and I was laughing, saying how, uh, yeah, you know, the, it's it's a they they need a they, the the. Square Enix really needs some low-hanging fruit right now. Like, they need they need to make some money. So it's not surprising that they're making Final Fantasy VII mobile games. And we were talking about how it's it was remake and now it's rebirth. Yeah, <laughs> like so my, so my everyone's friend, like, everyone's the th- like, what's the what's the third one gonna be? Yeah, my friend said, Oh, it's it's refinanced. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got remake, rebirth, and uh and revengeance. <laughs> oh god i i okay so i don't know anything i don't know that much about the mobile game for final fantasy 7 where it's like the story of the crisis yeah i think it's just supposed to be like a retelling of the original story but but i heard something kind of nasty that i don't know if it's true that there's gonna be loot boxes you can purchase in it that will give you items i mean that's and that's probably true yeah but that's like i find that really awful that's it is really awful that's that's like because in the trailer for the game, there's a point where you, they show Tifa and she's got like a purple sweater on and like the cutscene, and that makes no sense because they're on that never happens like that. You know, she never wears that. Yeah, but, and, you know, but so then you I was get like, to oh. you get to experience the you get to experience the story again and, and also play dress up with the characters. And that's that would be OK. I think that's actually fun if it wasn't going to be locked behind literally loot boxes. for money. Yeah. Like, it'd be really cool, actually, if you could walk around using Titus's sword as Cloud. Like, that'd be funny. Yeah. You know, or give Sephiroth the wrong, I don't know, give him different hair or something stupid. Like Make him would, fight would... with a noodle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That made me laugh. It, I, uh, that, would, that would be great. And then loot boxes. That's, that's, that's rough. I hope they had NFTs. <laughs> I mean, I, in general... If someone is putting a game on mobile, it means they are going to make it free and put microtransactions and loot boxes and a gotcha system in it. I guess. That is just how that goes. I think it's weird. Okay, when it's a gotcha system in a game that's set up that way, I don't find it offensive because you're playing that game full well. It's like going into a a casino being surprised you gambled. Right, 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 right. It's like, yeah. That's what you did. You downloaded a gotcha game. Of course, that's it's like it's sitting down at a slot machine and being like, what the hell? This is random. (laughs) Right. So so I don't I don't have a problem with that monetization style for cell phones, regardless of if it's predatory. Right. It's you kind of know what you're getting into. It seems really terrible in a game that's like, hey, play Final Fantasy seven. But why don't you is is I don't know. Maybe if there was a maybe there'll be maybe it'll be a little bit better and there's like a 
it's not a loot box. Maybe you can buy the item you want. I don't have a clue. At least then it's like not as tragically. I, I, I can't put my finger on it. It just doesn't feel good. I understand. It feels, it feels bad. It feels like they are taking this iconic memory from your from your childhood and like reselling it in today's generation. But with like all of this with with all of this shady crap all over it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it would be like it would be like some it would be like if the company that made your favorite game went out of business and then some shady side company that's like owned by Tencent bought the rights <laughs> to it and re-released it for mobile, but then made it like, yeah, you got to buy loot boxes to get to the next chapter. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, I was really excited that my favorite game got re-released, but not like this. This is this is terrible. How could you do this to the thing that I love? Yeah. And and I know you could just play the original and it's it's not it's really not it's just not for me, which is sort of a bummer because I really like Final Fantasy 7 and I would be happy to spend a certain amount of money to have a dumb playthrough of 7 where I can dress my characters up. Sure. Like I would be okay spending I, this is I would probably spend a dumb amount of money on that if all of the costumes were in it. Like, you know, I'd be like, oh, I'll spend 40 bucks or even maybe $60 or something stupid, like just to replay an entire version of all of the Final Fantasies as one game, because I think it goes through the entire timeline is the idea. Mm -hmm. And I would I would spend that even if it looked like a mobile game, but you could do stupid stuff with it just because I really like yeah. Final Fantasy seven. And sure. even if I spend even if I spend less than that as a mobile version, it's going to annoy me that it's this style of game <laughs> like what's what's funny about that is everything about what you're saying paints you as the exact target audience that they're trying to pull in yeah it's like oh i really like this game and would really like to re-experience this story in a in a new way and like i i would absolutely spend money because i really really like this game and have nostalgia for it mm -hmm. and that's exactly like that's exactly the audience they want. That is exactly like, yeah, we want to hear that. Mm -hmm. And then for you to pivot from all of that and be like, oh, but I'm not doing this. This sucks. Yeah, it just sucks. <laughs> it like is absolutely emblematic of how much they have how much they've missed the mark and what they're trying to accomplish with that. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Well, and they could even have DLC. Like they could literally have DLC that you pay for later to even change it up more. As long as the base package had something and I would have bought the base package. Like that's, that's what's so weird about this situation to me. I don't know, but I, I mean, I'm not the, I'm not really the mobile market. Fire Emblem Heroes is, you know, I spent money in that, and most of it was because I was stranded in Brazil and it was kind of something to pass the time. Sure. Um, like I played Fire Emblem Heroes for the better part of like three years and didn't spend never anything. spent money in it. Right. Uh, so maybe that's just we're not the the target target for that. Uh, like Diablo Immortal. I, w I didn't have any interest in that, even though I love Diablo. I play, yeah, I mean, I apparently play Diablo, Diablo Immortal has like the worst and lowest odds and most exploitative gotcha system of all time. I, I heard that it actually has a whale uh, metric, like a whale trip where if you where, where it makes things harder to get if you're spending money. Yeah, 
like we're we're and it's it, the original calculations to max out a character. I think they want to. I think it was like a hundred thousand dollars, and they were saying how that's that wrong. sounds right. It's actually closer to five hundred now. Yeah. Once, once they realized that there was that extra tax, a whale tax or something, I think is what they're calling it. That's, Activision it's, Blizzard continues to Activision Blizzard. Well, Activision Blizzard plus ten cent. That's is, true too. I mean, I like, forgot about come that. on. <laughs> Like, I you... casually, I casually dunked on Tencent earlier, not even remembering that they were part of that also. Yeah, so you take both of these companies, and it's, it's, they don't cancel each other out. <laughs> no, they amplify each other. <laughs> yeah, this is like magnified, all right? It, it's, this thing you know what, let's, let's go even further way. on dunking on, on <laughs> Blizzard. Um, have you heard about Overwatch 2? I, I know that it's coming out, and I believe it's free to play. That's correct. That's it. Anything else? Uh, it's Overwatch 1. <laughs> oh, wait, really? It is so much just an expansion pass for over for Overwatch 1 that Overwatch 1 owners are being automatically upgraded to <clears throat> Overwatch 2 when it comes out. So Overwatch, when Overwatch 2, quote-unquote, so comes so out, the... Overwatch 1 will no longer be playable. So they're just transferring over, like, all of your skins and everything that you already purchased for Overwatch 1. Yes. Um, Into Overwatch um, 2. And then Overwatch 2 will be the there game. skins, right? There, yeah, wasn't, wasn't Overwatch one of the first games that really got cracked down on because of lo the loot box name or something? I mean, yeah, really it, it was it. one of the first ones to to like sort of institute that that system really successfully. OK, yeah, yeah, that's I, I won't I so, won't say it's the first game to have loot boxes. One. No, but it's they, definitely not. Fi I believe it was FIFA who actually started it. Yeah, all the ultimate team stuff in the in the EA sports games. But the idea of like the idea of putting loot boxes in the game and it being a $60 full price game where you have to where, you know, you then have to earn all of the skins through additional money or gameplay. Yeah, is, I, uh, it was I, definitely popularized in this era by Overwatch. Right, yeah, I think it was one of those games that got a lot of press about, hey, this is just gambling for kids. Maybe we should make this illegal. And, yep, and I, then and they, they didn't. Think, they did. Don't, isn't it illegal in... It is in several country, countries, in but Europe not this something? one. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Hell, we just legalized mobile phone gambling, so why would yeah. we get rid of loot boxes? <laughs> Yep. That seems that seems smart. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think Belgium um, Belgium banned uh, loot boxes and any sort of um, I believe that I believe the industry term that EA is trying to push is surprise mechanics. Surprise, <laughs> <laughs> surprise check your bank account. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Uh, Belgium did, I think EA has, or I think, uh, the UK rather has, um, has <laughs> restrictions. Right. Uh, several European countries have put pretty, uh, pretty strict, uh, restrictions on, on what game companies can do with loot boxes and. Yeah. Cause I want to say gambling mechanics. I don't remember. It might actually be fire emblem hero. One of those kinds of gacha games wasn't allowed in one of the countries. Like, like yeah, 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 no, yeah, this can't be put here. Cause it's just straight up gambling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's Which, funny you know, because I'm, I'm what sure that really that. does, um, yeah, I, I sort of agree with you. Whereas like, if this is, if this game is free to play and you can, like I did with, uh, with Fire <laughs> Emblem Heroes, play it for years and have a good time with it and never spend money. 
listen, Fire Emblem Heroes is a, a pretty fair free to play experience. It's a it's a fairly aggressive pay experience because like yes. what like it's expensive to get the things because it's very random and you don't get that many rolls when you buy stuff. But as a free to play game, it's actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, you absolutely can just have a good time, get some good rolls. I, I have I have like a whole stable full of five star characters. Some of the limited edition ones, some of the yeah. like, it's fun. It's 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 a good time if you don't care about whaling to be, you know, if you don't want plus 10 units, if you don't want every single character, if you don't want yada, yada, yada. But if you want to just play through the story because there is a story and it's occasionally actually not bad, like the the, the cutscenes that they make for YouTube like the in like the beginning the middle and the end. oh yeah 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 those are pretty awesome honestly yeah like they're the story... like significantly better uh they're significantly better animated than some like actual console game cutscenes. <laughs> yes yeah and and the story while it's if you think about it it's pretty you know it's questionable and they really really hate sharina <laughs> they just don't give her anything ever yeah it's true uh, but overall, you know, it's 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 a fun little story. If you like Fire Emblem, it's fun to see all the characters. And if you don't, it's 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 only every, dangerous if you don't have the ability to say, oh, I shouldn't do this. Right. Every chapter's story is exactly the same. It is three. It is three chapters of or ever ever. Sorry, every book, every book. Yes. Yeah. Because like there's different there's different standalone stories that are. There's 13 chapters in a book and there's five or six books now. Five. I don't know. I think I, uh, I think there's maybe five six. Now. Yeah. I don't know. There might be six now. I, I haven't played since book four. So. Oh, OK. Yeah. You should check out the music for book five. It's yeah, like some of the music, music is really good in that game. Actually. It's a short little bop, but it feels good. I'll, I'll send it to you, to you later. But the uh, the story is always the same where it's like two or three chapters of setting up the new conflict. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. followed by about six chapters of we Not have to done. follow them to here. We have to go over here to get information on them. And when you do that, you run into like one of the minion bads of the <laughs> big bad. And they've recruited a bunch of the new characters that are releasing that week. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, These are all the banner characters you can buy soon. Yeah. And then, like, the last, you know, you get that for, like, six to eight chapters, and then the last, like, you know, three to five chapters are like, okay, now story things are happening again. <laughs> and we'll wrap this up. Yeah. The, and sometimes the, it's really good. Yeah, like, I'm interested. I, I It's fun to, it's it's interesting enough where you want to read through it and not just skip it all. I mean, Is characters it, legit die. Yeah. Yeah, you can just buy them again as a banner, though. It's fine. No, I mean, like, story characters. <laughs> no, I know, I know. Oh, but yeah, actually. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, the, char <laughs> the characters that die in the story do later show up as banner characters. Because, like, whatever, alternate universe. It's all fine. It's all good. <laughs> oh, that's silly. <laughs> so what else? There is... I'm trying to think of what else I was playing. Because there was one other game I wanted to talk about. Okay. Well, while you're thinking about it, um, was that this I started Xenoblade Chronicles 2 yesterday. Oh, what? really? Why is everyone like I said the same thing to Jesse last night. She got back to her hotel room <laughs> and I told her about it. She was like, really? You just started playing it on your own? 
like you're not streaming it or anything and i was I'm like surprised. yes Yes, I'm, I'm trying to do that where I just have games that I could can just play on my own. It's it's surprising because not so much the streaming for me, but just because when when you talk about playing games, usually it's not, hey, I'm going to start this 700 hour RPG. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's like I yeah, it's like I started playing Penguin. <laughs> Penguin's fun. I've been playing Mahjong, you know, <laughs> I I'm always playing Mahjong. I know. That's what I mean. It's, it's like I, I got some time. So I played Picross. Yeah, not not I started uh, this massive RPG. Did you end up playing the oh, no, that was part of the definitive edition for the switch. The in between like, I don't know what it's called, but there's like a game that's like a DLC to the first game or something. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, maybe I haven't played any DLC. I think there's a for the first or second story. Game. OK, yeah, I, I, I so the second Xenoblade Chronicles is a, isn't like a thousand years in the future. I don't know. Don't say anything about it. Oh, no, no. That was part of the advertisement, I thought. Oh, okay. I've never I actually the game. don't I know no what idea. the connection is to the first game. Uh, I'm, okay. I'm going in completely blind. Well, I could and I'm I could be completely wrong. I know nothing about it. It does seem like given the given where the first game ended, um, which I don't know yet. <laughs> yeah. Given where the first game ended, the idea of this being like a far flung future based on that makes sense okay um i really really want to play these games but i feel like it's these i feel like they're gonna be forever those games that i look at and be like yeah no we're gonna play them just exactly like uh uh the other xeno game the uh, xeno gears mm. i i have i have all three of them sitting there ps2 is like yeah i'm gonna play this and i started playing one i quit after a couple hours and i'm like yeah i'll go back to it i don't think it's happening i don't Listen. think it's happening I like I will say to you the same thing I say to anyone that talks about like the the number of people I've talked to who talked about like starting Xenoblade Chronicles and liking it and then dropping it and never going back is practically infinite. (laughs) It is like a 100 percent is like a 100 percent hit rate of like I started playing this, got halfway through it and then dropped it and then never and then never looked at it again, <laughs> including me. I was going to say it happened to you, too. I know that it literally <laughs> like I did eventually go back and finish it, but it took like years for me to finish that game. So I, I had it you on... being you being completionist minded. Yeah, I know. If, I got to I got to I got to just put those away. If you were ever to think about playing Xenoblade Chronicles, you have to just turn it off. I know, I know. You have to just go through and be like, cool story stuff, maybe a couple of side quests that have some, you know, that have some fun story bits, because it is, I think there is like two to three hundred side quests in that game. Yeah, there are. And most of them are meaningless fetch quests, that are just go out and collect these many, this many things and then talk to somebody. I, I could literally blitz through Xenoblade Chronicles because I have I have it for. Oh, actually, I have it across all consoles. <laughs> yeah, um, I have the definitive edition for Switch and it's in shrink wrap right now. So um, because the definitive edition has the easy mode. We talked about this. There's like an easy mode. So you can just blitz from story to story to story and it won't be even you won't. even. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. It won't even be difficult. Like you can just chill if you just want to see the story, which I would like to do. Because everyone that's finished it talks about how amazing it is. Now I don't know if that is <laughs> if that is a fallacy of 
Christ, I've spent so much time playing this game. I have to love it. Everyone yeah, that's yeah, played yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone that's played it's dropped the game and then gone back to play it. So it's like, well, if I don't say I love this story, I've really wasted my time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's actually an enjoyable outcome. It's it's a it's a fun game. The story is actually pretty good. The um I think one thing that always drew me to it is the the world is incredibly interesting. It's, it's so cool. I love the world. And I, I actually really love the the mechanics of the game. I love the idea of playing an MMO style game single player. Yes. It's yeah. very exciting to me. It was just stupid. Like it makes no sense. But that's why I love Final Fantasy twelve so much. And I mean, yeah, like the those mechanics can be made fun. And you don't have to deal with other people. And you don't have to deal with other people. Yeah. It's if I, I liked Xenoblade Chronicles and Final Fantasy XII for the same reason. <laughs> now, when I originally played FF12, I didn't realize that it was basically like a single player MMO experience. Yeah. In terms of its battle mechanics. But then like afterwards, I was like, oh, that would be not bad. Like I started thinking like, oh, this is what MMOs are like. That could actually be pretty fun. And then I was like. Oh, but you have to coordinate with other people. <laughs> hey, I played a, a obscene amount of World of Warcraft, and my dream was there was always going to be a single-player version of World of Warcraft. Speaking of which, the uh, the hour of me having to sit down and do my nine-hour, or my, not nine-hour, my nine-day nine marathon of, uh, of Final Fantasy fourteen draws nigh. I was thinking about doing it with you. Where I would play it also because I haven't given the the re-release the time of day, and oh, you so played I, pre uh, Realm Reborn, yeah, yeah, um, and I I played a tiny bit of the Realm Reborn like a two years ago or maybe a year ago, and I was like, yeah, I don't really feel like playing an MMO again. I'm not sure. Yeah, but I might I might play it with you because I my understanding is that the new expansion added a bunch of or is the new expansion coming out? I don't know. Where the, it's going to be like a the AI is way smarter, so you can do pretty much everything solo now. Yeah, they are I, like I don't think it's all the way there, but I think there is a uh, I think they call it the trust system. Yeah, yeah, that's right, something like that. Where you can basically just hire um, AI teammates that understand how the game is played, essentially, and so you can go through and do some of the multiplayer content single player. I would be and down with for that, the and the end goal intention is to make the entire game playable single player. That seems really cool, because if I was starting now, I'd really like to see all of the content that's now, you know, it's old. It's it would. Yeah. And I don't know if they did a, like a I don't know if it has a scaling thing where the old content is made relevant by just scaling everything up so you can do it at max level or however that works. But it would be fun to be able to play all of the raids from like the first expansion. And second yeah, expansion yeah, yeah. The base game just to see. Because I feel like playing 14, one of the joys of it would be experiencing the the nostalgic music and the monsters and some of those dungeons and seeing the new ones. And I feel like that'd be cool, but I wouldn't want to have to deal with doing hard raid content or old, you know, max level raid content. Right, right, right. With real people if you have to get groups. I don't know how any of it works. I don't know if there's just like a thing you click and then you join a dungeon 30 minutes later or what. Um, but with AI, you don't have to wait. You just You just hire them and you go. That sounds pretty rad. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, if I'm going to enjoy that game, that is how it's going to happen. Yeah, well, because originally when you were talking about doing it, I was going to ask if you wanted to try and sync up so we could play together. So like we could do dungeons and stuff together. But you may not even have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah, honestly, play like, the game. Because that way we don't have to worry about it. Like that's that was always the thing with me when I heard about people uh, 
when I would talk to people playing MMO and they're like, oh, it's raid night. Yes. Yeah. Or it's like, oh, like, I'll, like I have to like my schedule is tied up because all of us are going to play at this time and we've scheduled that out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I spent a few years like that where it was, you know, every uh, well, different guilds were different days of the week. But yeah, so, yeah. Depending on what guild I was in, it was like, oh, this night I can't do anything. It's raid night. Luckily, we were a good enough guild where it was pretty much just smash all the content. And so yeah, it was, yeah. It was like only one night. But when it, when content was new, then it goes into every night of the week until it's done. It's like, holy crap, it's a lot. Yeah. So that was always a thing when I would talk to people who played MMOs where I was like, I, I always thought that was weird where it's like there's just a night of the week that's locked up because because all of the other people that you play this game with are playing at this time and you have to play at this time specifically. And I'm like, I, I play video games where I can just like turn it on at three in the morning and do the content if I want to. And I like that. So I, I, EA social media team would, would like you to think differently. Oh my God. (laughs) They apologized about it. If you're not, uh, if, if the, uh, if the listeners have not seen, um, there's a new meme going around on Twitter that is basically uh, they're a 10, but yeah, and it's basically looks... like, oh, this person is this person is like the perfect romantic partner, except for this one fatal flaw. And uh, it's it's always a great time to judge people for something. Yeah, that's the best way to get people to 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 rally behind one another. <laughs> it's kind of an awful meme. Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. I, like for starters, the whole idea of rating people on a number scale yep. rubs me yes. the wrong way. Yes. Like I've always hated that. So the idea of someone being a 10 is just makes me cringe a little bit <laughs> from like from the start. Yep. But EA posted they're a 10, but they only like playing single player games. I, I think so, to which I gave them a very specific form of two. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Oh, wait, that was the rest of the message. What? Oh, oh, you. Oh, God. No, I, I gave them I, a yes, very yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I gave I, them a very specific form of two. Yeah, with no, two I, very specific fingers. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I literally thought there was something more to the their post, and I was like, "What? I didn't see that. What does that mean?" And that, then now, no, no, now no. it makes sense. Now it makes sense. No, the whole the whole tweet is uh, there are ten, but they only like playing single player games. T- to be fair, I think that tweet would actually it's it's if you're following the logic of the meme, which we've already established, neither of us are fans about. I honestly think the tweet's kind of funny. It's just that it's EA doing it, so it comes yes. off terrible. <laughs> yes, Be- specifically because it is EA. Right. EA, who has been declaring single-player games dead for 20 years, and consequently killing off all of the studios that make single-player games that people love. Right. It's not funny when a company that really is ruining other companies' uh well-being because they don't like the type of games they make to then tweet that it's not it's not funny if it was like a a small indie game that made online games then it would be okay right yeah (laughs) but it's ea which killed dead space because they wanted it to be multiplayer and which is in the process of killing bioware because they want them to make multiplayer games and who killed like a couple other didn't didn't they didn't they maxis because they didn't they have vicarious visions am i wrong about that no that's not like that yeah, the, the body count of studios that made beloved single-player games that were then bought by EA, 
tasked with making some multiplayer nonsense oh, that no one wanted and then killed for it. Yeah, yeah. Goes on and on and on and on and on. There's like 25 of them now. No, I I, I had it mixed up, but I, I Blizzard owned them. And then I think Blizzard killed them off, though. Or Activision, excuse me. I mean, yeah, they, they both do it. They, okay. they they keep the IP and then they kill the studio and sell it off for parts. And then the 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 franchise lays dormant for 15 years and then you get a mobile game. <laughs> it's yeah. it's it was it was just in bad taste for a company of, like for them to do it. Yeah. And that's that's because like, the actual tweet follows the logic of the tweet. And it's it's amusing if you like that style of humor, whatever. It's just EA. Come on. Come on, bro. Yeah, it's on, it's yeah. specifically because it's EA and because EA has a reputation for killing off franchises and developers of beloved single player games that people want more of and can't get because EA can't make them successful games as a service where people pay them $50 a month instead of $50 one time. <laughs> Because yeah, like, that's the biz- That's the only business model that they're interested in is the one that help that lets them make all of the money all of the time forever without stopping instead of one that just lets them release a good, complete experience sold as a product one time, you know, and the th- and the crazy thing is they did put out they, they let respawn, yes. I think respawn put out uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I think because I think after the tweet, respawn made a comment like, "Uh, that's what?" (laughs) Yeah, their own developers working within the company are like, "Yo, like, yo," (laughs) responding with facepalm emoji, right? (laughs) I think it would have been particularly funny if they did it in for a game like No Man's Sky or something like that, where it didn't even have multiplayer in the beginning. Like yeah, they would have yeah, been yeah. making fun of themselves in a way. Like, you know, they could have it could have been an amusing setup, but EA just should not have been the ones. They to could do have it. poked fun at themselves. Right, right. Exactly. Like Like if there's like a dot 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 or another tweet or something to go with it. I don't know. Like Sean Murray of Hello Games could have been like, you know, they're a 10, but they overpromised their game's features at launch. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, and then that's a that's like a little that's a fun little self dig. But like this isn't that this is like this is just EA once again declaring single player games dead because they can't make infinity profit off of it. (laughs) Not every not not everyone can do the you know, the GTA thing. All right. But everyone's going to try. Actually, maybe everybody can. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I do. I did see a chart that was like the profits of video games is more than movie and music and uh, something else combined as a projected for for like the next year or something. It's 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 yeah. No, it's it's stupidly off the charts. But like at the same time, like when every single major publisher wants to only put out games that require all of your time every day (laughs) forever yeah good luck there is only so much time and money and resources that people can put into a hundred different games that do that yeah in other words you can't you know it's funny you cannot when when i saw the trailer for marvel's midnight suns i was like another online brawler like who cares i don't want to be playing then i was like oh it's i didn't realize it's a uh role-playing game 
from the from the fire axes the XCOM folks so it's like oh i'm i'm interested in this now so the, so the opposite is is often true for me lately where it's like oh cool this isn't an online experience yeah 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 <laughs> now i'm not always like that i would love to have an online game so i've been I, i've been looking for a reason to buy a ps5 for a long time and yeah kind of talking, same i was talking with the guy who has made the joke about um uh, final fantasy 7 the the third part mm-hmm. being refinanced we were i was like hey so what what What's coming out? What give me the multiplayer game that we can play together? Because we used to play online games a lot. And he's like, "Oh, uh, shoot, I can't think of the name now." Red something. Uh, red Ash. Is that it? No, I I don't know what Red Ash is. Let's see. No, I, no Red no. Ash was just run at uh, GDQ. No, no, it's it's a game that's coming out. Unless I got the name wrong, I'm. It's a Capcom now. game. It looks like just you know, it's it looks like a game where you just shoot a bunch of stuff. It looks like it's a you know a zombie style game, but it's with I don't know, dinosaurs sometimes get hacked in. It looks it looks really interesting. Hmm. Um, maybe something Earth. Shoot. Is it Red Earth? No, that's old. That's like a Yeah, I was gonna game. say that sounds Red Earth is like that old fighting game, right? Yeah. Um I cannot think of what it's called. And there was there was two games that were like that. I was like, oh awesome. And it's like, when are they coming out? He's like, uh probably next year. I was like, okay. <laughs> You're really killing me here, PS5. Like, I want that. I really would like that uh that that multiplayer game that you want to play for a long time uh you know that that i'm looking for that experience on ps5 and there's nothing there that i care about which is just yeah. funny because everyone wants that right now. like all the major studios are trying to create it yeah like that's the problem all of like and this is how it always goes in the game industry is that there is one game that sort of pioneers a new genre that starts printing money mm-hmm. because it just, just hits in yeah, the right the... place at the right time, it's serving it's it's serving a need that it, yeah, isn't it may not even being served. It may not even be the best iteration of that idea. That's or the on first. The that's yeah, that's what I'm saying. It may not be the first. It may not be the best, but it somehow hit the right you know notes and it became the most popular. Oh, the game I'm thinking of is Solar Ash, not Red Ash. You know what Red Ash is? Oh, what Red Ash is the spinoff project that the dudes behind Mighty Number no. Nine promised before they actually put out mighty number no. nine and then it's and and then it never actually got made because mighty number no. nine was a bomb my mighty number no. nine is a video game that i i think it's one of the few that i backed on kickstarter and it was like that was a mistake but yeah i, I, I did know like what? the base amount, like the lowest amount i could so mighty I mighty number no. nine being like one of your only being one of your only um the, like Kickstarter experiences yeah. would explain why there were not very many other Kickstarter experiences. <laughs> I screwed up. Kyle was trying to get me to kickstart a um, Undertale when it first came out. He's like, "Dude, don't you're gonna want this? Just get it." And and he, you know, had like the demo attached. And I played the demo. You're in the sewer, and you meet, um, uh, you get to meet some of the characters and everything. I was like, "Oh yeah, this is cool. I like it. I'm not gonna Kickstarter it or kickstart yeah. it. Should have done so, it." so what red ash is solar ash is a game that was run by i want to say brian otto at uh at um gdq which ended just a couple of days ago excuse me um red ash is was supposed to be to uh mega man legends what mighty number nine was to classic mega man that was the idea uh, like it. Mighty Number no. Nine made a whole bunch of money in Kickstarter, 
and uh, KG Inafune was like, oh, oh, hey, OK, oh, you guys are into this. this. Yeah. And then before Mighty Number no. Nine actually launched, he was like, hey, you guys, you guys want us to start another another project? You y'all want y'all want more Mega Man Legends, right? You're all real sad that Mega Man Legends 3 didn't come out. Cool. OK, here's Red Ash. We're going to make a new like not Mega Man Legends game. That's Mega Man Legends. And you can back that. And a bunch of people did. And then and then Mighty Number no. Nine came out and everyone was like, the hell is this? <laughs> and now Red Ash doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's Mighty Number no. Nine. I saw a, uh, a tweet from um, Sucker Punch Studio. Oh, yeah. The ones, and and they, they said something that was like, hey, we're not working on Sly Cooper. We're not working on Infamous. We have no plans to do any of this. Mm-hmm. Just letting everybody know. <laughs> I <was> okay. Just, <laughs> I don't know the what caused that to come about because I just saw that one blip and then, you know, closed Twitter because I wasn't doing it for that. It was like a suggested thing that popped up. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Um, And it just made me smile, though. I, I like I would. It'd be great if companies were like, nope, that's not happening. Just let you know. Stop asking. <laughs> stop, stop, stop telling or stop wondering if this is coming out. It's never coming out. We don't care about it. <laughs> like, it seems so blunt. So I'd like to know what the 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 reasoning behind saying all of that was not enough to actually look it up. It was more the only a- the only thing I can think of is that, like, that is either like some reverse psychology. Yeah, like it's coming out tomorrow. <laughs> where yeah, where they're absolutely about to announce something or there was some sort of rumor that floated around Reddit or some kind of like fake leak or something like that. Yeah, that they were working on that and they were like, "Hey, let's squash this. This is not happening. Please do not get excited." <laughs> that could be. That could be. Cuz then like if people do, if if people like start buying into the rumors and they don't say anything about it. And then it just kind of snowballs for a while. And then they're like, yeah, we're not doing that, but they do it after it reaches a fever pitch. Then, yeah, I could then like, then everyone gets mad at them for not doing the thing that they never said they were going to do. Right. Because you know, that's just how PR works. Yeah. It's your fault. Even though you never said you were making it. Now we're mad at you. How dare? How dare? Yeah. How, you didn't fulfill my one dream. My, my favorite is when you see comments or people posting being like, it's the one thing I asked for. Why can't it be done? It's like, dude, you are one person. Get over yourself. Yeah. Like, who cares that you asked for this thing? It's, it's mind boggling to me that people think that somehow they're justified wanting or being mad at a company because they didn't make the toy you want. It, it's, it's, it makes no sense. I read a whole thread of uh of i read a whole thread the other day of people saying like i you know i talked to this person who like identified as like libertarian or whatever and then one day they dropped acid and realized that other people have feelings (laughs) it literally was like people changing their political beliefs because because they did some kind of drug and then <laughs> discovered empathy. And then they were like, oh, my God. Or it's like, I, you know, I got high one day and then suddenly started getting really upset at like at like the rich and wondered why people have to be poor. <laughs> why do I why do I like go full on communist every time I every time I get high? <laughs> that is actually pretty funny. <laughs> 
It was like <laughs> it was like four or five or six different separate posts from different people about being different like, experiences. Right. <laughs> with different substances. Oh wow. And it's like that, you know, it it says a lot are, that are people we... have these epiphanies because like they have to literally alter their mental states I was just in to order say, to start thinking that other people exist. If you're listening to this and you don't care what anyone, if you have no way to feel what another person feels, maybe try drugs. Maybe? <laughs> like, I'm not going to necessarily advocate, like, this, do not take this as medical advice. Yeah, none of but us. But like... <laughs> We're not if you have here. never once thought about how another person feels and thought that maybe you should take that into consideration, you know, consider something because that's kind of an important thing. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you want to talk about Target Earth? No. The game that is not a PS... Like, last last week we teased that I was hooking oh, up God. the PS2. Well, you know, I wish we could restart this podcast just so in the beginning we could be like, this is not what we were... This is not what I was excited about at all. Yeah. This no, is, I... Yeah. And after playing it, I'm even less excited. Well, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's have a break and we'll talk about our lack of excitement. Yeah, we'll target Earth. Okay, then. So let's address the elephant in the room. Um, a bunch of people on my stream know what I was, what this week's podcast was intended to be. True. And I dug my PlayStation two out of the, uh, out of the closet. I plugged in an HDMI adapter to it. I got it running through my capture card so I could stream it. I tested it out. I got the game going. I was like, okay, everything's set up. This is going to be awesome. And uh, and a bunch of people who were on that stream, on that, on that stream where I started troubleshooting um, are aware of what the game was supposed to be this week. But then when I started up the stream, the disc wouldn't read. And it's not the disc's fault. The disc is fine. Um, the problem, don't, don't I'm the pretty disc. sure is the inner mechanics of the of the disc reader in the PS2, which I, I think the disc brake is not disengaging. So every time the disc tries to spin up, it's kind of just grinding against the disc brake and then stopping. Mm, okay. So when it like, basically the disc will spin up and I hear it start to go, but the disc brake isn't moving far enough away. So it feels resistance and then spins back down to prevent damaging the disc. I'm pretty sure that's what's happening because I can't get the disc to actually spin up consistently. So TLDR, we had to we had to pull an audible late in the week because I wasn't able to uh, I wasn't able to play or stream the game that we wanted to play this week. It's still on the table. I still want to play it. I just got to figure out what's going on with the PS2. Yeah. So luckily. Maybe luckily, I don't know if it's actually lucky. Um, Nintendo. This particular, the other three games, I still one of them I actually really want to play, only for the fact that it's it's a glorious meme. One of yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, another one we've already done a podcast on. True, and we liked it for the most part. Yeah, it was it was Comic Zone, which we did last year mm-hmm. during our unofficial during our, month of Sega. Yeah, it was right around now, actually. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was July. Um, so so Nintendo. Like getting just under the wire by about three hours 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure in Japan it was like nighttime. <laughs> announced their June releases for their uh, Sega Genesis Switch Online service. And let me just say, let me just say, it really feels like Sega does what Nintendo don't. The the games that they're releasing are they're definitely higher quality than the stuff we're getting for Super Nintendo and NES. Well, yes. Even back when they were new. <laughs> that I mean, yes. Like well <laughs> like yeah, you know, you'd occasionally you get Donkey Kong, but you'd also get like ignition or something weird. Oh yeah, like, the, yeah, the ignition factor. Well, I, I'm trying to think about it in terms of like how long it's been since they launched the service. So, like, I think I that, like, early on, the NES and, and SNES services were dropping, you know, Donkey Kong Country and, and, uh, uh boy, is that it? Those... <laughs> I feel like there was, there was good stuff that was dropped over, like, I'm the trying first to look, year. I was trying to Google if there's, like, a release schedule, because I'd like to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What list of online games does this have when they were released? No. Oh, yeah. So let's see. This is for the NES. Let's go to how long has it been now? It's been yes. almost a year. No. The service came out in, was it October or November? Uh, The Genesis one? No. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't remember the exact month, but it was last fall. Well, whatever. We'll just go to June. We'll go to like, okay, so in June of 2019, which is about... It launched in 2018, the NES mm -hmm, mm -hmm. on Switch. So that June, we got City Connection. Uh-huh. Double Dragon 2. That's one, good. Twin B SP. So we already had actual Twin Yeah, B. the you can avoid the SP ones because that's just... We dropped a save state. Yeah. And we got Volleyball. So City Connection, Double Dragon 2, and Volleyball. Let's see if we got anything for Super Nintendo in June. June, June, June. Oh wait, it didn't even it wasn't even out. The Super Nintendo wasn't even out yet. Oh yeah, that's right. That launched later. So then let's do September. So let's do uh Oh wow. You didn't even get anything for Okay, in in the year of 2020 for Super Nintendo, they released only in May, July, September, and December. Wow. Um and and one of the releases in May, which was not even it's around the same time frame, you got Operation Logic Bomb. God. <laughs> Of Panel to Pawn. And, okay, yeah. And uh, Wild Guns, which was cool. Yeah, Wild Guns was great. One of the releases, though, was just Poppin' Twin B. Is this only in Japan, or did we get Poppin'? No, we got Poppin' Twin B. We got yeah, we got that. That was just, that was their February release. I, I'm just okay, saying. Okay, I'm wrong. Yeah. Most of the time, the releases are like Doomsday Warrior, Prehistoric Man, and Psycho Dream. Like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we haven't played, like... The this specifically the SNES online connection or the, the SNES online collection rather yes. not connection is reminding me how many goddamn caveman platformers there are on there's, that on that there's system. Three. There's both Joe and Mac games and prehistoric warrior. And Chuck Rock. Oh, and Chuck Rock. Is Chuck Rock on there? It's it's not. I'm talking about like on the I'm talking oh, about games that Super are on Nintendo. like on the Super Nintendo in general. OK, yeah, yeah. There's got to be at least one more. There's probably more. I mean, the fact that three are on the Super Nintendo online service when there's only like 30 games is pretty, pretty hilarious. 
Like what? What? Like I guess it's like probably. Oh no. Was there like an invisible trend? Like did did I was there a was there a huge trend for like caveman stuff in like the early nineties and I just wasn't aware of it, dude. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. But anyway, but so, yeah, like the, the Genesis service is generally dropping quality compared to the relative shovelware that, you know what? Speaking of like caveman platformers, yeah. <laughs> where's Adventure Island? Hudson doesn't exist anymore. I feel like those li- that license should be easy enough to get. I thought you were just saying for the podcast because like, oh, yeah, we haven't played that. I mean, yeah, we could true. absolutely do it for the podcast, but like, I feel like they, any yeah. Adventure Island game would be better than any of the caveman platformers that they've dropped <laughs> on the surface already. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure the original studio that made them is gone. So it's got to be cheap shovelware that they can just get from wherever now. Yeah, I wonder who owns Adventure Island is an adaptation of Wonder Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... I don't know who owns it now. Who's putting out Bomberman games these days? I know there's a new one coming out. Yeah. I I, I played the launch one on Switch and it was kind of so-so. So I'm I'm not too Yeah, yeah. Excited. I've um, come to the I've come to the realization over time that I don't actually like Bomberman that much. I, I like the original. And I one. say that as someone who has played a lot of Bomberman and used to really, really enjoy it. But I'm kind of like I'm kind of over it. Oh, I guess that's true. I don't know. My memory of Bomberman I enjoyed, but I didn't care that much about Bomberman R, so maybe I'm not going to care about... Maybe I'm just sort of done with Bomberman. I mean, like, even going back to classic Bomberman now, it's like, oh, this is, like... It's cool that this is, like, frantic chaos and everything, but this feels like a... The more I play it, the more it feels like a game with a really high skill ceiling that I don't care to reach. (laughs) Yeah, I see what you're saying. It was really fun to play against another person if you're if you like that pvp sort of yeah experience i never cared much for it versus a computer yeah that makes sense so i could uh i could definitely see how that would would be would be something that's like i'm done with this yeah i mean i did actually used to play it with uh with like my brother and stuff but oh yeah but i haven't recently so i don't know the fact that the fact that we got the Wily Wars on the Genesis collection, even though they have all of the Mega Man games on Switch already that you can purchase. That's just cool. Yeah, that is actually really interesting. That's just really cool that they, this is, that the Mega Man Wily Wars is like, you know, one of those early remasters of a, of a game that came out already. <laughs> yeah, where, in a weird way. It's like, it's, it's like a port and a remaster all in one all in one but yeah. instead of it being on a on a newer console it's just on a competing one yeah it would be like if <laughs> yeah, true. it would be like if uh if oh god what's a what's a good example it would be like if the ps5 got like i don't know what a good third party like i want to i want to use dark souls and then dark souls remastered but like the thing is it's not a like Dark fair, Souls that... Remastered is more or less an objectively better and updated version of the game. Yeah. And Wily Wars isn't that. It's just kind of like a remix. Right. So it's I don't know. It's it's it is sort of like a it is sort of like a a, a remastered collection, but just slightly different. Yeah, because I want to know because I know that there's some 
they changed some stuff that like there's some flaws with it and i want to know what happened like what, what does it say that we've been recording on our our podcast the second half of our podcast on target earth for like 11 minutes and have talked about every other game that came out in that <laughs> in that drop other than that game listen we just i just started playing target earth because i was like oh i've never heard of that and it was the only one of the i three. also had it's really weird for me to hear a game from the 16-bit era and be like, I have not heard that name before. Right, never, nothing. And I don't even know the real name of it, which was what, Assault Suit Lanyos or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is apparently part of a series. Right, I didn't know that. I, I this, was, this is one of those ones where they released it, and I was like, oh, this must be just mediocre, whatever. It's like, that's eh, kind of a big, like, it's been around. They remade it. It was like, you can buy it on Steam and PS4. Yeah, because there's there's new. So, OK, so let me explain. <laughs> OK, because I looked this up yesterday and I was like, oh, that's funny. Um, So I, I looked this up and it is. Uh, yeah, Assault Suits Lanos is a run and gun video game developed Assault by Suits. Messiah in 1990 for the Sega Mega Drive. It was released in America as Target Earth. It is the first game in the Assault Suits series. The There are six games in the Assault Suits series. Oh, wow. Three Only three of them actually made it to the U.S. Those games are, in order, Assault Suit Lanos, Assault Suit Vulcan. I think it's, I believe, is it, which one gets the suits and which one doesn't get the suit? It seems random. <laughs> okay, okay. So let me, you're right. I, I was, I was trying to normalize it because it doesn't make any sense, but let me, let me start over so that I can explain. I, was, I really wasn't correcting you. I was honestly asking if there was a difference. <laughs> oh no. You know what? It's not random. It's not. Okay. So, all right, here, here are the six releases in order. Okay. Assault Suit Lanos <laughs> for the Sega Genesis. Oh, that's the one that we played. Target yes, Earth. That is the first one. That is the one we played. Followed by Assault Suits Valken for okay. the SNES. Released in the United States as Cybernator. Cybernator. That's a sweet name. <laughs> Which I feel like I've also never heard of. I've never heard of it. No. Which is crazy. I guess it was published in the U.S. by Konami. Really? Which is not as weird as the as the the Genesis one being published by DreamWorks. Yeah, is that the DreamWorks? I don't think so because it doesn't I, I'm on the page and it doesn't link to the DreamWorks page, so I guess it's just some other DreamWorks. Okay. I'm okay, so Assault Suit Lanos for the Genesis. Yes. Assault Suits Valken for the SNES. Okay. Followed by Assault Suit Lanos 2 for the Sega Saturn. Oh, followed wow. by Assault Suits Valken 2 for the PlayStation, followed by Assault Suits Valken for the PlayStation 2. Wait, is it a is it just this? Followed by Assault Suit Lanos for PS4 and Windows. Yeah, this this reads like the the Halloween timeline. Yes, yes. <laughs> so you have you basically have the Lanos and Valken games, and then they both got one sequel, and then they both got one reboot. And that's an, it. An enhanced reboot. 
I mean, I don't even know if they're, I don't even know if they're reboots or if they just decided to just give them. Okay. A remake of Assault Suit Lanos was released for PS4 and Windows. I just, I just like Cybernator. That's, that's a great name. I don't know what it would even mean, but it sounds really dumb. All right. So we've managed to go like almost 20 minutes without actually talking about the game. Fine. Okay. The game has some cool concepts. I it will does. It's like a really neat idea. It just plays like ass. It's or like, it's a it's run too, and gun. It's um, it's really hard. <laughs> it is, and apparently that's a that's a trademark of the series. It's like painfully difficult, and there's no forg- if you die, you're done. You have you have a life bar, and you have one life and no continues. It's and rough. there are like what eight missions. Yeah, there are eight missions. I got I did four of them. I was like, I'm good. I, I stopped after the mission where, you know, you have to go inside the it's the first time you go inside and kill the core. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did that mission and I was like, this mission sucked so much. And so I looked up how much was left with the game and I was like, no. Nope, did good. you actually look up the rest of the game? Mm, like watch it? it? No, I didn't actually watch it. I, I, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm not I'm not going all out for Target Earth. Target Earth. Here's the thing. Um, I finished it. Okay. Um, it gets harder and more ridiculous. I liberal use of save stating and rewinding. <laughs> um, I, I the, the game would not have the game would have taken me weeks, if not months, to complete otherwise. Yeah, it's, it's hard. not fair. Yeah, well, because like enemies are spawning instantly or constantly. Uh, yeah, like you move very slowly. You have no real defensive. Um, you have no real defensive options. Um, you can't, you don't move quickly enough. The bullets move faster than you. So Enemies most of the time you cannot actually avoid them, which is kind of a thing that you have to do in most run and gun games like this. I wanted to duck so bad. Oh my God. Me too. <laughs> like, you just oh take it, or like, hold up a shield. You just take it in the face. The bullet just hits and you're like, okay, I guess I'm going to sit here. Cause I can't do anything else. I can't, block, I mean, I, can't I tried jumping over them. And if you jump over them, you just get hit with three more. Yeah. Cause there's other bullets. It's brutal. You're just walking through uh you're just walking through a wall of bullets every second. The only reprieve you get is that you have uh regenerating health. Yeah, your health regenerates. That's great. <laughs> but like <laughs> what this does because you have one life. Again, you cannot let your health hit zero or you are restarting from the title screen. Yeah, I played I played the game for an hour and I played I I spent 30 minutes maybe 35 minutes trying to play it without save stating and like, okay, I'm going to try and get the hang of this. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, I was like, no, I'm just abusing this stuff. Yeah. And I basically had the same experience. Okay. And it's, it's cause the first stage, it's kind of neat. Like I was just walking right. Cause I thought the stage was going to end. And it's like, you didn't kill the big ship. Ah, we're all dead. I was like, what the hell happened? I was like, Oh, I got to kill that giant ship. And that makes way more sense. Cause it kind of told you to do it, but I was like, I don't know. Usually you just go right in these games. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just got... so, yeah, if you just if you just continue walking, then the, the, <laughs> the mission will clear. So it's sort of neat that it was just an open area. Yeah, like, there's like, like in... there, there's like actual missions. Right. And then and you got to kill the big ship. I was like, oh, this is awesome. You pick your guns at the start mm-hmm. and, and then you get more guns as you go. I was really excited about the, the idea of that. Uh, and then the, the second stage. I don't remember what the second stage was now. I think it was just more of the same. 
of going, you know, killing stuff. And I was like, I got it. I got this. Then you get to the, then you get to space where you get to fly around in the suit and you're just killing stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, and, and if you get too close to the atmosphere, you burn up, but you can like, yeah, that's actually that. pretty neat. That was awesome. And the NPCs can get tricked, but yep. this was also the stage where I was like, Oh, this is kind of unfair. Yep. Like it's really not fun anymore because you can't fly circles around them because they're still spraying bullets. And maybe mm-hmm. sometimes you can hit them and you have to kill another spaceship. That's just, if you get anywhere near, it, it's just like, psh- it just starts raining bullets on you yeah. and you have to, I don't know. I had to kill it with the bomb that like you, you, you shoot it up and then it explodes and then it leaves like a little sparkle effect. And that's what does damage. Um, like if you can, if you can imagine playing Toho, but you're playing a version of Toho where your hitbox is huge. Your movement is slow and the bullet patterns are random. Yeah. Yeah. And your guns are sort of all, it's like, you don't point up immediately. Like, you don't change the direction where you're shooting right away sometimes. Right. Like sometimes yeah. I'd be holding up and my character would shoot diagonally. So I'm like, what is going on? It feels like it's the same sort of delay as, um, the as tank? Blaster Master, actually. Yes. yes. Um, except, except it's Blaster Master, like you, like aiming from like right to up, you have to wait for that animation to play out. But in this case, there's eight directional aiming, so you sometimes have to wait that long to move, you know, all the way around to the other side. Oh, I, I hated it so much. Yeah, it's like... Because I really wanted to like the game. I truly did. I started, I was like, this is cool. This is I was playing it, and I was like, aesthetically, yeah, this is exactly Tom's kind of game. Uh-huh, 100%. Like, I was, I was and so there's excited. And there's even a cool rival battle at the end. <laughs> Oh really? Okay, yeah. I'll, have to, I'll have to watch. I'll have to watch the. I'll I'll watch the video of the ending. Yeah, there's like a there's like a whole there's like a whole story about about like okay, the story is basically Gundam, <laughs> where it's like you have you have the the Earth clan, and then you have the people who went out to space as like colonists, and the people who went out and made their space colonies feel you know feel slighted because the earth abandoned them and, and cut them off from cut them off from like resources and stuff. And so now they're, now they're all feeling like they've got this whole nationalist thing going on where they're like, you know, screw the, the native earth people. They treat us like secondhand citizens. So now we're coming for revenge because, you know, they can't tell us what to do. It's just a Gundam story. Yeah. You yeah, have the I'm down you have that, the Earth though. and you have the the space colonists. Sure, butting heads. And in this case, the story is basically like, oh yeah, we went out at in this in this particular story's case, it's like, oh yeah, we went out to settle to to colonize other planets, and then we ran into a we ran into problems, and we we pinged Earth for help, and Earth didn't respond. And they abandoned us. So we had no choice but to all fuse with like we we discovered <laughs> cybernetic technology and we all became cyborgs to survive. Yeah. Yep. It's pretty cool. I'd watch that anime. I mean, I feel like that anime already exists. Well, yeah, but I mean, I'd, I'd watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like, and then there's a whole, like, there's a whole thing where your character is like, no, you don't understand. We didn't abandon you. There was a massive world war. (laughs) 
And we had no way to respond because we bombed each other back to the Stone Age. <laughs> and all of our Classic. all of our like space links were broken because we couldn't stop fighting with each other. And you're like, and the bad guy's like, I don't care. He was like, I don't care. I think the uh, I I think the the literal line was, it's too late to stop now. <laughs> so of course you can never. We don't ever go backwards, okay? <laughs> yeah, like. Why would I, like, I've set my plans in motion. Why would I react to new information? Don't you dare change your opinions, okay? Learning is for punks. Okay, I clicked through a video just so I can watch it later, and I saw a line that said something about mechanized agony, and I'm guessing that was your, the, it, you're, it's, you're fighting someone in a blue suit. And yes, that's, that's, that's your rival, dude. Okay, I'm, I'm. I'm curious that he's he's complaining about being mechanized agony because he forced himself to be a cyborg. Yeah, that's that's the whole thing is like the the off world colonists, you know, discovered a uh, discovered a technology that allowed them to continue to live when they were doomed in exchange for becoming, you know, cyborgs part machine. Sure. Yeah, that's cool. And it's like we're this now and it sucks. None of us like it, but you know, we only had to do this because Earth abandoned us. So now we're coming back for revenge. Yeah, I so the the reason I quit the core stage is because you and you're fighting those turrets mm-hmm. and you're just like, it just felt like I was taking so much damage. And then I was yep. just like waiting in a corner for my health yes. to refill for like three minutes. It's like, this yes. is so boring. Yes, like, so this is the biggest problem with this game. There are no health pickups. There are no weapon pickups. There are no power ups of any kind. I don't think not that I'm aware of. I mean, the I only the so and you have no lives. You have no lives. You can't get more ammo. So if you use too much ammo of your guns, you're, I guess, just screwed. I don't know. Yeah, there is one. The the LG gun, which is like your basic one. Um, yeah, probably light gun. Refills. Ah, uh, OK, OK. So you can you can't, but you can not oh, you take not pick it. it. Yeah. So like that's the only one where it's like it has 20. It has like twenty shots, and then if you hit zero, it it re uh, it reloads. Okay, and all of the rest of them will just hang out at zero, and then I guess you soft lock and game over. <laughs> Let me just say, the GL and the MGL, the the grenade launchers, yes. and I'm guessing the mega grenade launcher, obviously. I guess. Um, they they pissed me off because I I don't want to take damage from my own gun. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know what, what else damages you in this game? What dying enemies. Oh, I didn't even real. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, doesn't it? I mean, it makes no sense, but it makes no. Sense. But it makes sense with your with your gameplay experience. Fe- yes. Yeah. Because you probably just assumed that they just fired a shot in the frame before they died. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why you took damage. But no, because some of them explode out into like wild random directions, and all of the explosions in this game do damage. To you and to enemies, which is actually kind of cool, it's, but literally it's cool, blowing but it, up enemies as you're being swarmed from all directions and having them all essentially suicide bomb you when you have one life and and regenerating health and enemies respawn infinitely. Yeah. So if the enemies didn't respawn infinitely, then it wouldn't be at least you could re- restore your life in the middle of the, the side scrolling stages. Right. But. Other, but that still like... doesn't that still doesn't change the fact that boy is it boring that you basically go like 
five feet forward, shoot some things and then hide in a corner. Yeah. And you, and you can't, and there's no way to like, there's, if there was a defensive option, everything would be so much better. So oh, even yeah. if it was something stupid, like you have to time, not even stupid, but I mean, if it was something difficult, like you have to time it exactly right. Or, you know, do like an old, uh, uh parry system where you have to press yeah, like in, in, in the direction uh, in, uh, what contra hardcore. Sure. Is it contra hardcore? Or, Is that a parry? No, no, it was alien, uh, it alien was, soldier. Yeah. 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 Alien soldier with the, with the bullet parry system. Yeah, would have, would have been perfect here. Anything, especially because when you're at all the segments, your your sprite is huge, and you take you you take so much. Like you just take all of the bullets. If you kill an enemy and the enemy decides to explode in your direction, you take two pips of damage. Yeah, out of like you start with, I want to say like you probably have like thirty or something. I mean, you can you can put on armor to get health upgrades, but like oh, when true. you first start out, I think you have like. Like 15 to 20 or so. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I was thinking because I had two armor upgrades by the yeah. time that I stopped. And you can put on those armor upgrades it to it at the expense of having actual weapons. Yeah, which sort of sucked, which it would be okay if there's at least weapon pickups. Yeah. Like ammo pickups. I, I feel like, I really do feel like a, a remake of this game, if they actually, you know, added elements to the gameplay, would be really fun. And and, and they they could get rid of all, like, I, I hate the fact that you don't just instantly shoot up and down and stuff like that's terrible. Mm-hmm. That's like an actually awful, awful choice in, in this game, because I mean, evidently the uh, the PS4, um, the PS4 uh, assault suit Lanos is a remake of this game. Right. That's that's and I don't know if it's good. It released in 2016. Famitsu gave it a 26 out of 40. Which is average. Yeah. That basically that basically puts it around like a six or seven out of ten. Sure, sure. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to take stock in in um too much of reviews sometimes because you don't know uh I guess in the I I feel like Famitsu was better before. I've I've heard some stuff that they're not that great anymore in terms of how they rate. Things. Yeah, I, I like I feel like f- I don't really put much stock into Famitsu. Like it's it's one of the first things that comes up, but like yes. every time there's a high profile release, it's like it gets something between a 35 and a 40. Right, always, no matter what. And it's they couldn't make it more obvious if they put the amount of money that they received to <laughs> for that score. Right, right. Because like they should just list that alongside the score. You know, it wouldn't even matter. People would be just as fine. Like, it, like it wouldn't even it wouldn't ruin their integrity even because everyone already knows they're doing it. <laughs> it's it's interesting too because like I feel like review scores are less important now than they've ever been. Oh, for sure. Especially because when I see a game that I'm curious about, I just watch a video. Yeah, exactly. You like, can I just literally go see minute. what it looks like. And be like, okay, yeah, yeah I understand. I, I, I now know whether that's something that I'm interested in or not. Yep, yep. There was a time in my life where, like, review scores and and you know, a Metacritic wasn't really a thing at the time, but like in the in the mid aughts, like the PS2 era, it's like, oh man, this thing got a nine out of ten. I gotta check it out. You know, it was a big deal for me when I would get like you know the that EGM that month or mm-hmm. whatever. And be like, oh cool, this is a game that I was curious about because you had you know, previewed it before, like with the scores. Oh, okay. Okay. Unless it was a series that I didn't care. Like I, I was going to buy no matter what, like a, 
I don't know when Crystal Shards came. I don't believe it got a very high score, but I was like, I don't this. I want to play it because I really like Kirby. Yeah. Right? Or like yeah. every like every time a Zelda game comes out, it's like, cool, 10, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Like it was fun to read what they were writing about it, but it didn't make a difference because, yeah, I was getting it regardless of whatever they said. And now and it's, it's like I find myself playing a lot more six and seven out of ten games and really, really enjoying them despite yep. their their flaws, which are which do exist. But like I have a much better sense of like what I like as a player. Sure. Yeah. And I can find I would rather play a six out of ten game that hits my aesthetic and the things that I like then play a 9.5 that doesn't. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. And, you know, before it was like, well, this isn't really. And, you know, to be fair, it was review scores that got me to play Resident Evil 4, which is super not my aesthetic at all. But like, boy, am I glad I played that game. I played it multiple times on like every difficulty because it's awesome. <laughs> so like, it's not all bad. It's But like at the same time, like ignoring that and just being able to look at games and be like, oh, that looks fun. That looks right. cool. Yeah, I love that that we have that ability now. It makes buying games way easier. Yeah, it really does. It also makes not buying games way easier. Well, sure, sure. That yeah, that goes with it. Boy, they're having a good time today. They are they are they are they really are. They're just going wild. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I guess this is my fault for actually shutting them out of the room, but like honestly, they'd have popped off at something, regardless of whether they were under my feet or not. <laughs> it's fine. Anyway, yeah, Target Earth has some really good. You know, you know what was one of the really cool things in the first stage that I didn't really get at first, but then I was like, oh, okay. What's that? Um, you have like allies. Yeah, yeah. You have, have like other little, stuff. other little mechs, and I like. I assume that you, like me, started the first 30 seconds of the first shot mission <laughs> wondering why you couldn't shoot them. I shot them and then I was like, oh, they're they're kind of ha- like hopping around. I was like, all right, I guess they're friends or something. I don't know. And, and then and, you start getting like mission directives and it's like, oh, oh, OK. And yeah, then and then eventually, like, there's a bunch of mechs that just airdrop and it's like, oh, wow. All right. <laughs> it, it the the level plays out differently than you than you expect like totally. there's actual like structure to them that's not just go left and right and that's kind of cool well that's why i was so excited about it when I, when i first started playing i was like oh yeah i'll play this and that's why i played it for an hour and then was like mm, i'm i'm this is this is one that hasn't aged particularly well but i could see it being really cool if they cleaned up a, like the movement and some other aspects of it yeah the movement the uh the limited ammo situation um just the the overall dem- like you know me i don't mind a difficult game no not at all but the game has to this is the wrong kind of difficulty mm-hmm. this is throwing everything at you and expecting you to deal with it without the tools yeah this game would have benefited from a sprite limit <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like <laughs> this is a game where you die and it doesn't feel like your fault no because well, it's like, oh, okay, the the RNG has conspired and there is no way to avoid this. Yeah, that's and that's what that's what bothered me. And that's when I started using like I was saying in the in the space levels, like, oh okay, I, you can't actually get rid of the enemies. Right. Because I thought eventually they would run out, which would be also an option if they wanted yeah, to do it. Because then way. it's like then you play a slower, more strategic game where you're right. baiting them out one at a time. Almost like a Dark Souls type yeah, of feeling. That, that would have been cool. Where it's like you have to, you know, you have to sort of strategically 
take out one at a time so you don't get swarmed. But then you do that, you, 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 you know, you dogfight one of them and it's like, okay, that one's down. Now I can advance a little bit or I can hang back and, and wait for my health to regenerate. But you do okay that and that. then you're swarmed by four that show up at once. Yeah, I was like, oh, I shouldn't have even shot that one. <laughs> we got some Hail Hydra going on here. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it is, it is the wrong kind of difficulty. Yeah. It's it's the type of difficulty that demands more than the game allows you to to deal with. And the fact that, like, I wouldn't even mind if it gave you continues. Not even infinite continues, just any. Like, yeah, just any. I just was warm. I was stunned when I game overed and and started from the and saw the title screen because I went from like full health to zero in about five seconds. Oh, yeah. If you fly through the wrong group of enemies or. If you hit, if you, well, now I know if you fly through their explosion, mm -hmm. you're going to lose half your life easy or all of it. Yeah. Yeah. They can just swarm you and it, like you have no iframes. There's no like nothing like that. And even playing it smart because there's elements of RNG all over it. Like I mentioned that the enemy explosions hurt you. Now it's cool because they also hurt enemies. So like in some cases you have a group of three flying at you and you can shoot one of them and the explosion takes out the other two, which is kind of a neat thing. I mean, that's, that's actually awesome. If there was a way for you to not, if you could like do something defensive so you don't take damage. Right, right, right. Anything, whatever, Anything that, I don't at know all. what it means. Uh, that would be cool. But what it ends up being instead is... Like the the explosions of the enemies aren't even consistent because sometimes they just blow up in their area. But sometimes they do this sort of like chain thing where it's them kind of like, you know, it's kind of like coming in for a crash landing. Oh, so it's, yes. So it's like they do this like <laughs> and they'll do that in a direction which is usually towards you. And there's like that's completely impossible to avoid. It's almost instant. <laughs> So it's just like sometimes, no matter how safe you're playing, they can just decide that you have to take damage now. And the whole game is basically like that. The, the, your, your progress through the game depends on whether or not the game decides that you're going to be damaged at this time. Mm -hmm. And again, I can deal with some, I can deal with some crazy RNG and learn some strategies to sort of mitigate that to get through it. If you give me the opportunities to do it, yeah, give me something. But like, can you imagine playing this game for an hour and a half and getting all the way to stage seven and then just walking into a room and being just jumped by every enemy in the room all at once and just no. going from full health to zero because you just get like and then having to do the whole thing over again? Oh, God, no, the, those the, the turrets, literally the turrets in the two side scrolling room, because I noticed there's another one at the end of the game where, where yes. you're. Like we're, I mean, there's a couple sides for games, but this one's more of you're like either looking for the, uh, the core or you're trying to get to the final boss. Those, those are crazy. Yes. Those, those turrets do so much damage and they mm -hmm. can just constantly hit you. Yep. No. Mm -mm. This game, this game definitely goes into the, the, the thumbs down category. For yeah. Me, and it's kind of sad cool because stuff. there is potential here. Yeah. I, yeah. Just this instance of it. Maybe the future ones are better. I have no idea. It's it's kind of funny. I uh, so at the end of the video here, the credits were rolling, and in the U.S. one that says Target Earth, like it's it starts off saying Target Earth, but in the credits they call it Assault Suit Lanos. Yeah, they sure do. <laughs> it totally says Assault Suit Lanos in the in the credits. <laughs>
And I, I oh. saw that. I looked it up afterwards. Yeah. I, I, I rather I, I sorry, the opposite. I actually looked it up beforehand. Um, the, I, I forget what it was. I was, I was looking up. I think I was, I, I looked up the, the Wikipedia for some reason, because I was kind of curious about like, you know what it was? Actually, I was looking for exactly that. I remember now because hmm. I saw target earth and I was like, this looks like a game that was called something different in Japan. <laughs> yeah. And then we got it as target earth because whatever. And initially I was like, is this actually a Gundam game? This looks like it could be like a Gundam game oh, or like a, a yeah. Gundam spinoff series or competitor. Yeah they, yeah, they didn't want to be bothered with uh, calling it Gundam here because we wouldn't have known what that was at the time. Yeah, or like licensing issues licensing or whatever. stuff, everything, yeah. So like, you know, is this one of the... Because that happened a lot of times with, with anime games where it's like the game is good, but no one knows the IP, so just call it something else. Sure. So I looked it up and I was like, is this actually something else? And it turns out it is. it does have a different name, but it's a, it's an original IP. It's not based on anything else Mm-mm. other than, you know, every mech game ever. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm Nintendo. Nintendo uh, saved us by not make because we, you know, you guys were almost going to have to listen to us talk about ski free somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were really scrambling because I was we were really set on uh, on what I was going to play for. Uh, for uh, this week. And it wasn't until like Thursday that I was like, dude, I don't think it's going to work. <laughs> yeah, we're like, what are we going to play? We, so we, we had, had to ideas. like literally come up with something to play and then record on in like four days time. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Let's play ski free. I think your response was just LOL in all caps. <laughs> that sounds about right. And then, and then we just let it be. In, and the next time we talked, Nintendo had released uh, our, our Genesis games for us. Yeah. What a fun thing to say, though. Nintendo and we were is... like, this is the only time anyone's going to care about Target Earth and probably not even that much. <laughs> so let's that. just go ahead and do it. <laughs> there are plenty of people that left this on in the background. We're like, why did I even listen to this episode? <laughs> I don't know. We, like, I always feel bad in episodes <laughs> like this where, like, I literally name all the episodes after the game. But sometimes we talk about the game for 15 minutes yeah, of a two hour podcast. <laughs> we should have some kind of. Uh, disclaimer that's it's just like an icon in the title where it's the title still but then there's like this icon when the icon's there no they everyone that uh, listens to the podcast knows oh they don't talk about this game at all <laughs> i feel like the disclaimer icon is the logo of the podcast <laughs> well, yeah but sometimes maybe we really love target earth I wanted to like Target Earth. That's what I'm saying. I really so, wanted to like this. It just makes it impossible. Yeah, it just it didn't age well. That's all there is to it. I it's but, not even aging. It's like this goes so actually, far no, beyond like I would have I would have hated this game even even as a kid. I would have rented it once. Yeah. And died in stage one like eight hundred times. <laughs> yeah. Made it to stage two once, died there, and then taken it back. Yeah, it's it's just a rough it's just a rough experience. I it's it's rare for me to say, but I would say don't even boot it up. <laughs> if you have the switch, just let it let it let it be. Play something else. I mean, there's no there's no harm in giving it a try, but like, sure. I, I I assume 
someone out there is listening to this being like, it can't be that hard. They're yeah, exaggerating. Give, give There's no go. way. It's like, y'all probably just suck at games. Yeah, that you know, that's true. And you know what? If that's what you think, then I encourage you to try your hand. Because, like, it is, in some ways, a uniquely frustrating experience. And, and, and That's true, that's true. If Maybe maybe you, the way that you play games is just going to vibe with you. I don't know. You like sitting in the corner. No, I don't think you'll like home. it. I like I, I'm not I'm not saying that you should play it because you'll like it if you want to play it because you want to experience what truly unfair gameplay feels like not like not unfair in the sense of like I want to be the guy or or La Mulana where like it trolls you once in a while but yeah, just even- like every single challenge is developed to kill you without you being able to do much of anything about it. Yeah, because it's, it's not even unfair Ninja Gaiden where a bird spawns in your jump path and you're like, okay. Like, it's it's not even... Because that's at least, that's at least reliable. That's right. at least something that you can, like, it can kill you once and you can be like, okay, now I know. And you can continue. And you can continue. I... I'm curious about something. Oh. Hey, uh, did you hear that there's a website... Now that has it's the entire archive of the United States Super Nintendo manuals. Yes, I did hear about this. I don't know what the website is, and I'm not sure how to find it other than, you know, typing that in. But that's really cool. I know you don't care, (laughs) but I I like looking at the manuals. (laughs) I mean, I don't not care at all. I know, I know. Um, So there is one speed run of this game. There's a speed run of this game, really? There is one by a uh, a runner called Drumboardist. Okay. And he seems to have finished it in 24 minutes and 35 seconds six years ago. Wow, that's fast. That's very fast. It, I mean, if you know what you're doing, I, I might have to watch it because I'm kind of curious about how it even is possible to do. Yeah, I'm cu- I'm really curious. I would watch that. I'm actually curious about that. That seems kind of fast. Cuz I want to say the game would take an hour if you're using save states, maybe an hour and a half and stuff if you're doing rewind and save states. Yeah, I mean, it honestly I only looked I only looked for an actual like speedrun because I'm kind of just curious about the long play. Like, I want to know what it looks like if someone just actually goes through and, like, buys... It. Like, I, I want to know what, what it looks like if someone goes through and just beats the game in one life. Like, how mm. does that even work? Because I, 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 I'm literally curious how you have to play this game to actually survive a run of it. Yeah, let's see. There's got to be just a long play. Because I just was looking at that one. I was looking at like... Apparently the speedrun is... uh, Apparently the speedrun is is muted because they had background music. Oh, (laughs) okay. Yeah, so I'm looking at a long play of the game. I don't know. He's just kind of... He flies in some circles in space and drops the the bombs that make the sprinkles, which is what I was saying. The only thing that I could do in space because it was way too hard to aim your gun. Mm, yeah. So actually the missiles are incredible. Um, the okay. the um there's two levels of homing missiles. 
Yeah. Uh, the first ones are really terrible because they don't actually home in properly. Yeah. Oh, man. I was using those on the one with the core, and there was a turret right in front of me, and the missiles were trying to target the core at the bottom of this, like, yep. in a different part of the game, like, level. It's like, where are you going, missile? <laughs> You're just out. Yeah, it feels like they just go after anything that looks like it has a hitbox, including, <laughs> like, stage hazards. Yeah, it does not care. And it also, it also goes slowly, but... I took like three, the, the upgraded missiles are faster and seek better. They're not smarter. They'll still go after the wrong things. Yeah. But boy, you use them in like, in like a space sequence or against bosses. And just that allows you to just focus all of your attention on avoiding damage as much as possible and just fire away. And they actually, for, you always expect the trade off with homing, with homing what, uh, weapons that they're going to do less damage. Yeah. Because that's the trade-off for not having to aim. But they actually do huge damage. Mm. And you get like 50 of them. Okay. So that's how I ended 50? up beating most of the... per 50 per stack. Holy crap. So I took like three stacks of them into the final stage and used like 20 of them to melt all the all the final Shit. losses that's that's pretty good okay that's good that's good so like there are see what like there's there is stuff in this game where it's like you can actually like strategize it out somewhat it's just there's so much that's out of your control and i that's why i'm like after we're done with this i'm probably going to look up one of these long plays because i just really want to know what the intention is right like what do people what what do the developers actually intend for you to play like to actually be able to get through this game properly? Mm -hmm. That's that's what I want to know, because it seems literally impossible. <laughs> Without cheating. Uh, Without cheating. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah. The music was good. I don't remember it now. It was it was good. There were some there was not very many tracks, but there was good tracks. I mean, not remembering music doesn't mean it's good or bad a lot of times for me because it, it has to be really catchy for me to have it like it's stuck in my head. Well, it also helps if you listen to it for a long time. True, because because that happened when we were uh, when we were talking about Kirby and the Crystal Shards. I was like, I don't remember the music specifically, but then I was listening to some of the Kirby music later. And I was like, you know what? This was good. Yeah, it just didn't it didn't have the it didn't have the hook. Uh, yes, that, that I'm used to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the like. The reality with Kirby music is like we're kind of used to hearing the same six or seven themes, <laughs> yeah. like remixed into different things. And we're like, hey, it's Green Greens, it's Butterbridge, it's Gourmet Race, it's Bubbly Clouds. Like it's these DD. are these are the themes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Kirby 64 stays away from most of those and goes for goes for mostly original compositions. And they're good. And they do a really good job of setting atmosphere, but they're just like they're harder to remember as a as a result because mm -hmm. they're different. Yeah. Anyway, like, Target Earth. I feel like was yeah, a I thing. feel like this is it. This we're at the, we're, at the, we're 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 done. We've tried so hard to stay on topic for this game. It's <sighs> it's Target Earth. It wants to be cool, but it doesn't want you to think it's cool. It wants you to be mad at it. <laughs> it has it has kind of neat u.s uh art like the, the the fantasy art that they picked for is kind of cool looking yeah yeah it's not bad oh uh, that's i don't know 
I'm 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 scraping the barrel here. Yeah, let's let here here's a song. <laughs> 